from him who just when we need it the most, just when we are weary and tired and worn out, breathes into us the breath of life, the breath of his spirit that leads to life not only today and tomorrow, but life always. From him be all grace and mercy and peace. Amen. Our text for this morning is our epistle lesson from Ephesians 1 that begins with these words, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is our text. What I did on my summer vacation. I suppose you're wondering what I did on my summer vacation. Well, to summarize the entire vacation, I caught my breath. You know how that is, don't you? Uh, As much as you might think that preachers are long-winded or never wanting for breath, even they need a break. They need to catch a breath, take a breath every once in a while. So on our summer vacation, I caught my breath. We traveled our way up north. We spent the first few days in Nashville, Tennessee with our son Ben and his wife Emily and got to do some fun things there and just spend some time with them. And, and then we traveled up to the Milwaukee area where we stayed with my mom and dad, got to have some very quality time with them and got to eat at some of our favorite places and tour around some of our old stomping grounds. And then two weeks ago today... Our entire family, including my sisters and their families, got together with a few friends and we celebrated my dad's 80th birthday, which actually doesn't come until October, but summer was the time when we could all get together. You know how that is in families. Then after that, we had the opportunity to, uh, I think was the highlight of my vacation, we went to Miller Park and saw the Milwaukee Brewers beat the Minnesota Twins in extra innings. It was fantastic, a beautiful night. Then we traveled all the way up to northern Wisconsin and spent a few nights there with Tammy's mom and dad who have a house on a lake, and it was just gorgeous. The weather was beautiful, cool mornings, incredible sunsets, rides out on the lake, just a great time. Then we came back down through Milwaukee, saw some old friends for another couple days, then traveled back through Nashville, Tennessee for another night on our way back home, and then finally about 4,000 miles later, we got home to our own bed. It's always good to be home, right? But the spiritual highlight of the last three weeks was being able to listen to three different preachers preach three different sermons. And I got to spiritually catch my breath. Three weeks ago, we heard uh, President Greg Walton preach the sermon at the closing service of our district convention. It was powerful. It was comforting. And then two weeks ago, we worshiped at our former congregation in Milwaukee where the pastor who succeeded me preached a sermon on a text from the book of Ecclesiastes reminding us that our God is always with us, that he never leaves us or forsakes us. And then a week ago, we got to worship with my mom and dad in their home congregation in Grafton, Wisconsin, and I had the privilege of hearing one of my very favorite college professors preach a sermon on 2 Corinthians on Paul's thorn in the flesh, and how even when we experience pain in life, our God is right there in the midst of it. 
Certainly all three messages that I needed to hear, they were wonderful ways for me to catch my spiritual breath. I hope all of you have the opportunity this summer to sit back, relax, catch your breath a little bit, and, and to spiritually catch your breath as well, which is what brings us to today's text from Ephesians chapter 1. Today's text is verses 3 through 14 of that first chapter, and it's all one sentence, you know. It's all one sentence. Verses 3 through 14, in the original language, it's all one sentence. There's no stopping, no pausing, no waiting to catch your breath. It's one sentence all the way from verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, all the way through the third use of the phrase, to the praise of his glory in verse 14. It's all one sentence. So I want to encourage you today when you go home, when you have a little bit of an opportunity, maybe this evening when you're getting ready for bed, when the day is almost done, to open up your Bible to Ephesians chapter 1 and read verses 3 through 14 out loud and see if you can do it in one breath. You might run out of breath. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the God who has chosen you from the beginning of all time, the one who has made you and planned that you would be part of his plan so that you could live to the praise of his glory. This entire message is all wrapped up in this one beautiful, breathtaking, brilliant sentence. It's enough to take away the breath of even the most long-winded preacher. We live in a breathless time, don't we? We use up our breath in our complaining, in our railing against our political opponents, in our quest to outdo or overcome our neighbors by pulling them down or pushing ourselves up. We, we use up our breath in our cutting words, our, our curse words, and even our cute words meant to distract from our sometimes depressing reality. But is it any better out there where the real people live, that, that place where 13-year-olds choose to have babies and 30-year-olds choose not to by the most lethal means possible. That place where people, even former Christians, defiantly question God and challenge everyone else to deny him. They're evangelists against God. That place where governments bicker and government servants refuse to get along. That place where God has been driven out of the public square and every form of deviance has become acceptable and even celebrated in our society today. It's enough for a faithful Christian to lose her breath. The devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh are constantly doing their best to take our breath away. And that's why we sometimes feel so spent. It's why we sometimes feel so weary and tired, so breathtakingly finished with it all. But it's just then, just when we are most spent, the most out of breath, that this text is able to be heard in all of its power and glory. 
It tells us that where we see nothing but bleakness, nothing but hopelessness, nothing but power grabbing and oppression, we have a God who sees way beyond all of that. We have a God who acts, not just today, but a God who has always acted and will always act for us on our behalf and always for our good. When we're breathless, when we're hurting, when we feel hopeless or helpless, when we cannot see beyond the end of this month, let alone beyond the end of this day, we have a God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Paul reminds us, who sees beyond all days to the praise of his glory. You might even say that it could take your breath away to try to comprehend such a great God who chose you, yes, you, from before the foundation of the world, before anything in the universe was ever created, God thought about you. He chose you. He made you his own. He knew that he would adopt you and bring you into his family, into his kingdom forever, even before the world was made to the praise of his glory. But our God has chosen to present himself even beyond that. He sent his one and only begotten son to redeem you by buying you back from sin and death and the devil with his own blood. Jesus went to the cross where, to use the words of Mark the Evangelist, he breathed his last. He breathed it out. He died. And because of his death, your sins are forgiven. The breath went out of him in death so that you would always live, even after your last breath in this age and on this old earth, to the praise of his glory. Which brings us to the right here and the right now. We have a God who is present at this time and in this place. We are never abandoned. We are not abandoned and left alone to fight our own way through the circumstances and breathless times in our lives. In our baptism, as we told the children this morning, we have been sealed by the Holy Spirit to the praise of his glory. We have been given a new breath. Is it any wonder that in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, in both Hebrew and Greek, the very same word for Holy Spirit is the word for breath. God has provided for you a life of faith in him where you are able and enabled to love your neighbor as you love yourself. We have a father who has predestined us to adoption as his children. We have a son in whom we have been chosen. A Holy Spirit who has sealed us to the praise of his glory. And so today, fed and nourished by his word, and at his table, we are filled with the breath of life to live beyond the here and now. We are filled with the breath of life to place our life in his hands, even when death surrounds us. Even when evil is all around, he breathes the breath of his life into us and seals us with his spirit. So right now I want you to, yes, literally, take a deep breath with me. Let's do it. Sometimes it feels good to do that, doesn't it? Just take that deep breath. And as you take that deep breath, open your eyes wide open to the fact that you have been chosen 
You've been chosen by God's grace, not because of anything in you, but only because God loves you. You've been chosen to live in that love and to serve in that love. And as you take that deep breath, open your eyes to the wonders of using that breath, the breath of the Holy Spirit that God breathes in you to tell the story of his amazing grace and his amazing love and the way it has impacted you in a special and unique way in your life so that others might hear from your lips, from your mouth, that that breath might go out of you into them and that they would hear and know the love of Jesus and his death on their behalf as well. We have a God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit who has chosen us, all to the praise of his glory. Now that whole idea may take your breath away in the best sense of the word, but, but God's breath will always breathe in you and through you so that you will live to the praise of his glory today, tomorrow, and always. In Jesus' name, amen.